Our Father in Heaven, we thank you very much for this privilege to study. We thank you for your truth that is plain and simple. Please bless us with your spirit as we study. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the Gospel Space. I'm your host, Oluwafemi Olanio. quickly in our last study in our last episode a perfect work we saw or god revealed to us how particular it was or how particular it is about cleanliness not only inwardly but even externally he told moses to deliver to the prophet that is Aaron and his and his sons the priests that they must wash they must wash thoroughly and if they don't there is a possibility of death now if god was that particular about the external how much purity of heart how much the commands that he gave to them and the commands he also gave to us god is very particular and now we'll see another aspect where god expects us to shine our lights as Christians, we'll be studying Exodus chapter 31 in today's lesson. And as I read through, as I studied, I just got the perfect idea for a title of today's podcast. The highest recommendation. Indeed, it is high, very high. And we'll see what God has for us today. What lesson, what example we should be as Christians. Let us study. Let us study. Exodus chapter 31, artisans for building the tabernacle. It reads, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hor, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works to work in gold in silver in bronze in cotton jewels for setting in carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship this this was this is not was this is amazing to read first off Let's start from the beginning. God knows us. He knows me. And my friend, he knows you. He knows you by name. He knows your father. He knows your grandfather. He knows your great-grandfather. He knows everything. Every single thing. And he knows us by name. That is so special. He knows you by your name. He knows me by my name. Now, he knows the work we do. This is God talking to Moses. Moses didn't say, oh, this is the pattern that you have said and given us to follow. And I know this person, this person is fit, is, is a fitting person. No, no, no. God himself is the one directing Moses to this person. 
Now, this is a very high calling. This is a very high calling. Don't forget, it's so high that God was very particular about the dimensions. Was particular about the measurements, even down to the priestly garments. Now, God singled out this man, Bezalel, the son of Uri, out of all the artisans and the family of Jacob. He singled out this man and he said, it is he that I want to do this work. This means this man must have been diligent in his work. Would have known, would he have known before now that he would be responsible for this kind of job? No, he wouldn't. He did not. But God saw that yes, this is a man diligent in his work. This is a man that seeks to do his job diligently with his whole heart, not one rushed job because he wants pay. But a man who is diligent, who desires to do a perfect work. This calls my mind, and I hope it does call your mind too, to first of all, the kind of job you are doing. The question comes, is the job you are doing a pleasing job? And if it's a pleasing job, do you think God can recommend you to his father sorry <laughs> do you think christ can recommend you to his father can he present you that father this is my faithful son this is my faithful brother this is my faithful sister he is fitting for this job it's amazing i must tell you now there is a very special testimony here God told Moses, he, that is Bezalel, is filled with the Spirit of God. We have heard something like this before, but where we heard it in Genesis chapter 41, it was man, it was Pharaoh that was commenting that, yes, this one, this man, Joseph, is filled with the Spirit of God. That's found in Genesis 41. Genesis chapter 41 verse 38. He saw the actions. He saw how Joseph was dealing with the assignments and tasks that he had to carry out. He said, yes, this one indeed. There is no man like him. He has the spirit of God. Now, God is telling Moses that this man, Bezalel, has the spirit of God in him. Now, this is even more amazing compared to that of Joseph, humanly speaking. Because the God that sees the heart of man, see or saw the heart of Bezalel and testified that he has the spirit of God in him. My! And it brings forth the question. Can Jesus testify to his father that you, can he testify to his father that I have his spirit in him, in me, sorry, or in you? 
that is the question that is the question and and this question honestly should make us sober it should make us have a deep heart search that lord do i have your spirit within me am i doing things that please you in my station my place of assignment my place of duty can you tell your father in heaven that this is my faithful servant he is fitting for the job you know with the little experience i've had in life and with the little things i've seen i've seen that a lot of people they don't enjoy what they do they only do it because of what they get now for one who is filled with the spirit of god i don't think that is the mental orientation i think first of all he or she well let me not say he or she i think bezalel was doing the job because first of it was a good job that's number one it's very important in fact that should be the number one it's not that ladder he was doing the job because it was a good job and he was diligent because he loved the job because it's only the one that loves the job that would walk onto perfection it is only one that loves the job that will be diligent that would be patient ah i can talk on and on and on on this it is amazing it is amazing i must tell you but there are other verses there are other verses oh there is so much packed for us in exodus chapter 31 there is so much packed for us let's go on with our reading then god continued he says and i indeed i have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Aishamak, of the tribe of Dan. And I have I've put wisdom in the heart of all the gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have uh, I've commanded you. The tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the, of, of the testimonies, and the many seat that is on it. And all the furniture in the tabernacle, the table and uh, and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, the ark, sorry, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the lever, sorry, and the lava, and the base, the garments of ministry, the holy garments for Aaron, the priest. And the garments of his sons, the minister, as priest, and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, so they shall do. A huge project, a huge recommendation. In fact, a high, the highest, the highest, and the highest that can ever, that any man can ever have, the highest recommendation from the creator this is amazing <laughs> it is amazing oh lord have mercy it's very amazing i must tell you now i thank god for this verse because it makes me it it brings to mind um something we learned in our last episode a perfect work in our last episode 
I saw a repetition of the test that was given to our first parents, Adam and Eve, concerning the anointing oil. God gave a command to Moses to deliver to the children of Israel. He said, none, like the mixture that was used for the anointing oil, should be made by any other person. And if anybody disobeys and goes ahead to make an anointing oil that is similar to that which will be used in the temple, he will be cut off. Thinking about that, I remember the command that was given to Adam and his wife, Eve, our mother. He said, of all the trees that are in this garden, you can eat. But the tree in the midst of the garden, you shall not eat. Except, right? Yeah, say except. Lest you die when you eat. And I see the same thing here. This oil, this anointing oil, this mixture that I have commanded that you do for my tabernacle. If anybody, if anybody of you replicates it, he or she shall surely die. It's a very simple command. The way of God is easy, I must tell you. The question is, am I going to obey? Are you going to obey? That's just the question. And and that's just the theme as I'm, as we're studying together, as we're studying together. Are we going to obey the thus saith the Lord? Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Let's go on. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now, let's pay attention to this. He says, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths, my Sabbaths, plural, you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Now, before we go on, remember, remember, in Exodus chapter 20, God proclaimed this commandment in the hearing of all the children of Israel. Before they then told Moses, no, 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 we, we, are, we are scared, please go and listen to every command God has for us and come and deliver to us. They heard it first from the lip of the creator. Now God is now telling Moses to deliver that same message again to them. And now it's very interesting. It comes with even more clarity. He now says, this Sabbath shall be a sign between himself, that is God, and his children. If you check your dictionary for other synonyms of sign, you would see differences. But one would one is very striking for me. Another synonym for sign is mark. So if I would read this again, I would read it as 
Surely my servant you shall keep, for it is a mark. It is a mark between me and you throughout your generation. This, this is a mark that, yes, I am the one that sanctifies you. Now, this, 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 this is what will show that I am the one that sanctifies you. This is the thing that would set you apart from every other person. This is special. It is not just any day. It is the Sabbath day. And it is that Sabbath that sanctifies. It's that, not the Sabbath that sanctifies. But it's that Sabbath that shows that he, the creator, is the one that has sanctified me and has sanctified you. This is one verse we, we have to put in our notes. For it is important. It is important. So it goes into our notes. So we go on. It says, you shall keep the Sabbath. We started with Sabbath. It's now saying, you shall keep the Sabbath. Therefore, for it is holy to you. Now, the Sabbath God mentioned before is not narrowing it down. That It's this one I'm talking about. And we'll see. Let's go on. I'll read it again. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone, everyone, do not forget we are spiritual Israelites. Those that believe, we are spiritual Israelites. It now says, everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Let's pause there. Now, God is making it even clearer that here is talking about the weekly Sabbath. Not just any other Sabbath, but now the weekly Sabbath. We have read about the celebrations right from the journey out of Egypt. And we have an understanding that all of those feasts, all of those feasts, they are called Sabbaths. But now God is talking about that weekly Sabbath. Don't forget, you can check your book. You can check your book. Let us study the Bible. This is our own cross-referencing, and we have been seeing areas in which God has been talking about the Sabbath. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, it talks about the Sabbath. In seven days, in six days, permit me, pardon me, God created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested, he sanctified, he hallowed that seventh day. In Exodus 20, when he was proclaiming to the children of Israel on Mount Sinai, before they said, no, 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 we don't want to hear God's voice again because of fear, he said this same command. And again, he's delivering to Moses to tell them again with more information. That this Sabbath, 
in which you shall do no work. This Sabbath in which I have laid down an example of rest for you is a mark. It is a sign. With this, I would know that you are my people. That's one. God then said, Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generation as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign. Again, it is repeated. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. It goes on. In six days, remember Genesis chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 3, Exodus chapter 20, in six days. This is the reason why the seventh is sanctified. This is the reason why the seventh is holy. Now, if the Bible said, or if God, excuse me, why am I saying, if God said a seventh day, then it would mean that the seventh day can vary. It could be Sunday, it could be Monday, it could be Tuesday, it could be seven, Wednesday or Thursday. It could be any day. But it says the seventh day, meaning the seventh day is particularly that seventh day. <laughs> it's particularly that seventh day. So let me go before I talk too much. It says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested. And was refreshed. He laid down an example. And if truly we are followers. If truly we are followers of the creator. We would tread in that path. We would do. As he did. We would do as he did. Yes the closing verse. says. And when he had made an end of speaking with him. On Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stones, written with the finger of God. Oh, Moses was so privileged to see the handwriting of the Creator. How beautiful it must have been. How beautiful it must have been. Now, let's think about it. If the creator wrote, and this is the first time I'm seeing in this study, that God wrote for man. Do you think he would have written something that could be cast away sometime in the future? Doesn't God know the end from the beginning? He wrote on stones, meaning they cannot be erased. Meaning, they cannot be erased. And on that tablet of stones, what he wrote were the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were written on that Why do I put some emphasis on the issue of commandments? Commandments, uh, the seventh day, the seventh day. It is because that is the whole duty of man. 
to fear and to obey his commandments, to obey all of it actually. Not some, but all of it. That's just the conclusion of our study. That is the conclusion of our study to fear and to obey God. That's all. That's all. And soon, soon all the events are coming together. Soon there'll be a test. We will be tested. I will be tested. You will be tested. As to who we worship. Are we going to honor God? Are we going to accept his mark? Are we going to have a sign imprinted on us that God, the creator of the heaven and the earth, is the one I worship, is a sign I desire? Or are we going to choose the mark and the sign of another creature? That is the question. That is the question. And today we end with a verse. With a verse from the book of Psalms, chapter 133. Psalms, chapter 100, sorry, 143, pardon me. Psalms, chapter 143, verse 10. And he says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of oppression. I hope it's your prayer. Oh, I pray God you soften your heart to receive. And to forget whatever has been a false foundation. In fact, and, and to reject everything that is not according to those see at the Lord. Do have a wonderful day. God bless you.